On today's episode of Locked on Stars, we'll be covering a little bit of everything. We will talk about Miro Haskinen and Essa Lindell performing in the IIHF World Championships over the weekend. We'll talk about the retirement of Jason Spezza and close out giving you my thoughts on the conference finals in the East and Western Conference, all coming up on today's episode of Locked on Stars. Your Locked On Stars, your daily podcast on the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, Stars fans. Welcome back to the Locked On Stars podcast, the only daily podcast covering the Dallas Stars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Dane Lewis, your local expert on all things Dallas Stars hockey, credentialed member of the Dallas Stars media, coming to you on this Tuesday, May 31st. And whether this is your first time here or you are a recurring listener, thank you for stopping by today's episode and for making Locked On Stars your first listen every single day. Day. Be sure to subscribe to our show on YouTube as well as your favorite podcasting platform. Leave a comment, rating, or review if you like what you hear. It helps out the show a ton and just takes a quick second. You can also find and follow me on Twitter at Dane Double underscore Lewis and our show as well at Locked on Stars. But like I said in the open, we're going to be kind of all over the place today. Quite a few different stories to cover. Uh, most of them from the weekend that I just missed because I had already planned on doing the Tyler Sagan player evaluation episode on Monday. So, you know, didn't want to scrap that and try to move that to a different day. Already had that planned out. So we did Tyler Sagan yesterday. We talked about his season. And today we'll kind of reflect on the busy weekend that was around the hockey world, starting in Europe with the IIHF World Championship, in which Finland takes home the gold medal, defeating Canada 4-3 to in overtime in the gold medal game. Propelled by the performance of many players, but one in particular Stars fans will know and love. That is, of course, Miro Haskinen. He had two assists in the gold medal game, including on the game winner. Absolutely huge moments for Miro Haskinen. I believe he was second uh, and defenseman scoring for this team from Finland, which is really impressive and not too shocking if you've been following him, especially as a fan of the Dallas Stars. But he's always done pretty well in international play uh, and, of course, is one of the more promising up-and-coming defensemen in the National Hockey League. So, of course, he's going to play well um, at the international level as well because his skill translates all areas of the game, whether it's in America or whether it is in Europe back where he's playing for his country. And, of course, Esselindel, a member of this Finland team as well. Only one assist throughout the entire tournament, but still an important presence on the team. He didn't have to carry the load offensively because you had guys like Miro Heiskanen on the defenseman side of things on this Finland roster. But this is absolutely huge for Essa and Miro. We touched on it a little bit a few episodes ago, talking about the importance of the experience that they gain from situations like this. Situations like playing in a gold medal game, representing your country, will get you prepared for playing for the Stanley Cup playoffs in America. And I think we've maybe even seen some of that 
already with guys like Essa Lindell and Miro Haskin. And, you know, these international games seem to be so much more intense whenever you're playing against another country. There's more than likely going to be talent involved in these games um, because these aren't just NHL rosters. These are people pulling from the NHL from other areas of the world, getting the best of the best players that they possibly can to come back uh, and play for their respective nations. So not really too many weak spots on these rosters in tournaments like this. Uh, I mean, and you even look at other sports. Uh, you know, you look at Luka Doncic in the NBA for the Dallas Mavericks. He comes in and plays as well as he does because the competition in Europe was already so fierce and so intense, and it's something he was getting acclimated to at such a young age. And I think that's one thing that makes the NHL so interesting and such you know a unique sport um, in the sense that there is so much international talent in our game. Though this is a North American sports league, there is so much talent um, from you know what mostly you know the European countries, but from all over the world. I mean, hockey is a global sport, um, and we may think, okay, it's just Canada, it's just the United States, and a few select countries in Europe. But that's just simply not the case. There is so much international talent all over the planet, and I think that's what makes the game of hockey so unique in the NHL is that we're getting all of these skilled players from all over the world because, like I said, this is a global game, so people are falling in love with the sport at a young age and starting to play it early on, getting really good at it, finding a passion for it, and then eventually they find themselves representing their country in tournaments like this or the Olympics or eventually making it to the NHL where they're able to represent their country there as well and so always more intensity when you're playing for national pride and of course get you know whenever hockey is taken as seriously as it is in some of these other countries i mean of course uh, you get pretty good growing up playing it everyone's playing it so the competition is always fierce and you have to find a way to rise above and i think guys like miro haskinen and Esselindel have done that with excellence throughout the entirety of their careers and so there have been some other dallas stars we've seen in the past that have participated in the iihf world championship such as jake ottinger and jason robertson back in 2021 at representing team usa again guys like that i mean these young players will continue to improve as nhl players with experiences like this i mean getting to play the best competition in the world on a national stage playing for national pride is so beneficial in the long run for these guys' careers. Obviously, some of the guys I named maybe weren't the best performers in this year's Stanley Cup playoffs, but this kind of stuff adds up over time. You, they, a lot of these guys now have this year of Stanley Cup playoff hockey behind them, that series against the Calgary Flames. That kind of stuff builds you up and gets you more prepared for situations like that later on down the road. And so really exciting to see Dallas Stars players participating in events like this because it's better for them individually as players. It's really great for the growth and expansion of the game uh, and just going to be good for the Dallas Stars overall, getting guys like this being active. Even Jacob Peterson playing for Sweden, his home country. Great to see him staying active in that regard. Um, and really excited to see what else is to come from the Dallas Stars this summer in terms of how they plan to stay active and get prepared for the next season ahead of us. Well, we are going to keep trucking along on today's episode of Locked on Stars. We're going to take a moment and talk about the retirement of a former Dallas star, Jason Spezza. We'll reflect on his time in Dallas after we take a quick break. Today's episode of Locked on Stars is brought to you by our friends over at Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible 
for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer using the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. You can save time and money when using Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years, and their prices are reliably low for every single customer. They have everything that you could possibly need, from brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, or even new carpet. Anything you could possibly need for your car or truck. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your truck or car. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car or truck will ever need at rockauto.com. And we're moving on on this Tuesday episode of Locked on Stars. This is your host, Dane Lewis here. Thank you again for making Locked on Stars your first listen, especially today. We're so glad that you decided to join us on today's show talking about Team Finland taking home the gold medal in the IIHF World Championships and now shifting our focus back to the NHL world, talking about the retirement of Jason Spezza. It was announced uh, near the end of last week, I guess in the weekend, kind of before Memorial Day, that Jason Spezza would be retiring from the NHL. In his late 30s, I believe he's 38 years old uh, and a guy that was been in this league for a long time. He was the second overall pick Back in 2001, he will most likely be remembered by many as an Ottawa Senator. He played for the Senators for a long time. That is the team that selected him second overall in that 2001 draft. However, the second team that he played for was, of course, the Dallas Stars. And there you know, tons of different memories with Jason Spezza. I think the one that stands out the most to me was his hat trick against the Nashville Predators at the end of the 2016 season to clinch the division title. Obviously, a competitive central division as it typically is. I believe it was the St. Louis Blues in contention with the Stars for that division crown. The Dallas Stars find themselves down 2-0 to start that game out to the Predators. The Predators were resting a lot of starters in that game because they had already clinched a wild card spot in the Western Conference. But the Stars looking to claim that division title and claim that top seed in the Western Conference. So they desperately needed a win, and they found themselves down 2-0 in that game. But then here came Jason Spezza. Uh, just a dazzling performance. I went back preparing for this episode and watched the highlights from that game. Some of those goals were just absolutely incredible, just the way he was able to move. Uh, and of course, uh, obviously, a guy like him known uh, just for his incredible shot arsenal that he had. Um, and it was on full display in that matchup against the Predators. Um, and then he went on in that playoffs to have a pretty several effective outings, including uh, game four in Minnesota against the Wild in round one. He got an assist and scored the game winning goal in that matchup with Minnesota. The Stars would go on to win that series against the Wild before falling in the second round to the St. Louis Blues. But still, that's probably some of my most fond memories of Jason Spezza. I'm curious to hear what yours are, if you have any special Jason spent some memories while he was with the Dallas Stars, or even if it was uh, with his time up in Canada, either with the Ottawa Senators or the Toronto Maple Leafs. He was a very underrated player, no Stanley Cups to his name, no major awards to his name, but he was always just a great, consistent, 
offensive presence wherever he went. You know, maybe easy to criticize and look at him and say, okay, he was a second overall pick in the 2001 draft, but, you know, never won a Stanley Cup, never won a Hart Trophy or an Art Ross Trophy. So was he a successful player? And I say yes. I mean, this is a hard sport to play as long as he played to make it to nearly the age of 40 and still be a pretty effective player. I mean, that is one heck of a career. I mean, you have to tip your cap to a guy like Jason Spezza playing as long as he did at such a high level. I mean, he could easily be that secondary scoring option that the Dallas Stars kind of needed this past season. And he kind of was that for the Stars team while they still had a really good, um, relatively young Tyler Sagan, while they still had a good, pretty good offensive Jamie Benn in their arsenal, as well as several other good offensive players during that time. Spezza was able to come in as an older veteran uh, and kind of just be that great locker room presence. Similar to what the Stars have now with Joe Pavelski, I think Jason Spezza was kind of that guy for the Stars team before that. Uh, the sappy veteran who could get the job done offensively, but never really had to be the star of the show, uh, but could still really be a great teammate um, and a great weapon to have uh, in the roster and in the lineup on a night to night basis for the Stars team back in the mid 2010s. And so, a great hockey player, an underrated career, really incredible numbers, uh, and obviously excited for him to get to enjoy retirement after the career he's had. But it's so sad. I saw it on Twitter and had to look for myself. And sure enough, uh, NHL.com with the stats proves that he was five points away from 1,000 career points, which. You know, it, it'd be I'm sure it'd be hard to try to come back to convince yourself to come back for one year after you've contemplated retirement just to say, is it really worth coming back for a full season just to try to get five points? Some might say yes, but Jason Spezza, um, again, hard to argue with anything that he wants to do with his career and with his life moving forward, given how much of his life he has dedicated to the game. So hats off to Jason Spezza. One heck of a career. It was a very short in Dallas, but still a pretty memorable one. Again, if you have any great Jason Spezza memories, feel free to leave them down in the comments below if you're watching on YouTube. I'd love to hear what you have to say about the man that wore number 90 for the Dallas Stars. Well, we will continue along with today's episode after a quick break. The conference finals are upon us, and we're going to take a look at the matchups and give you my predictions and thoughts on these games that we have some really exciting series with Colorado and Edmonton and New York and Tampa Bay. And we're closing out this Tuesday episode of Locked on Stars, shifting to a bird's eye view of the current NHL. Um, at the time of recording this, I'm just a few hours removed from game seven of the Carolina Hurricanes, New York Rangers second round series. And, a pretty underwhelming finish in a series that really could have given us an epic Game 7. Um, but you look at this Carolina Hurricanes team and you say, okay, they were undefeated at home in the playoffs up to this point, but their inability to take care of business on the road just kind of made you think that something like this was bound to happen, that they were bound to have a home loss. I don't know if I was quite expecting the collapse that they had at home. And obviously there were some injuries. I know Seth Jarvis exited the game. Uh, T. Ronta had to leave the game at one point due to an injury. So... A lot of things not falling their way, but even before some of those injuries, uh, the Rangers just pouncing on them offensively. And then, of course, when Igor Shesterkin is on, he's one of the most difficult goalies to beat in the NHL, especially in these playoffs. He had a little bit of a shaky first series, but he's really come around in this second round series against the Carolina Hurricanes. So the New York Rangers advance to the Eastern Conference Finals. 
Uh, and they will face a team that is quite familiar with the Eastern Conference Finals. That is, of course, the Tampa Bay Lightning, who it seems like they've been waiting for an eternity. Uh, they swept the Florida Panthers. That feels like it was two or three weeks ago. Um, they've just been patiently waiting as Carolina and New York go to seven games. Both of them, their second game sevens of these playoffs. And so this is a worn out battle-tested New York Rangers team and a Tampa Bay team that had a little bit of a fight early in the playoffs against the Maple Leafs going to seven games in that first-round series, but then really just getting what seemed like an automatic buy series or a series off against the Florida Panthers. So they're going to be well-rested, and the Rangers are going to be maybe a little bit worn down and battle-tested. But this, of course, going into this matchup, uh, the biggest storyline and the thing that people are most excited about is, of course, the matchup between the pipes. And how could you not be? I mean, Andre Vasilevsky, who has been one of the best goalies in the NHL the past few seasons, including the postseason, going up against the likely Hart Trophy winner in Igor Shesterkin. This is going to be a absolutely thrilling matchup. Um, and the team that wins the series will be the team that has goalie performance. I mean, that's a very simple take. That's a very safe take, but that is 100% the true take. Although there is some good offensive talent, I'm really curious to see how these teams try to attack these goalies with the offensive arsenals that they have. I mean, with New York, you have Chris Kreider, you have Mika Zibanejad, Andrew Kopp, uh, Adam Fox, even as a defenseman, Artemi Panarin had a career year. But then even on Tampa Bay side, you have Nikita Kucherov, you have Stankos, you have Colton, you have Hedman. So many different offensive players, but also two of the best goalies in the NHL going head-to-head. -head. And you even have former Dallas star Corey Perry looking to make his third straight Stanley Cup Finals appearance in three years. He went with the Dallas Stars back in 2020. He went with the Montreal Canadiens last year. Um, and then now he's looking to go with the Tampa Bay Lightning and looking to actually win. We do know he was a cup champion with the Anaheim Ducks, but now he's looking to win his second Stanley Cup and looking to finally get a win after going two years in a row, looking to make a third appearance in three years. And this is a, a weird series because obviously the Stars fan in me wants to see the Tampa Bay Lightning lose, but I just don't know if that's going to happen. However, this New York Rangers team seems to be a almost team of destiny of sorts. I mean, I didn't really think that they had it in them to get past the second round. I thought that they could get through the Pittsburgh Penguins pretty easily. But then after they struggled in that series, I thought, okay, there's no way they can get through this Carolina Hurricanes team. But they seem to really just be this, like I said, team of destiny, kind of riding the momentum as far as they can. And they're just going to see how far they can go. So maybe they can be the team to finally dethrone the Tampa Bay Lightning in the postseason. But that's going to be easier said than done. I'm cheering for the Rangers, but I personally don't believe that. I don't think they can win. I don't think they will win. I will gladly be proven wrong. Um, I would love to be proven wrong, but that's just my thoughts. I will be cheering for the New York Rangers to win the Eastern Conference Finals. But then we move our focus to the Western Conference. We have the Colorado Avalanche and the Edmonton Oilers. Connor McDavid versus Nathan McKinnon. I could just end the segment right there. I mean, that's pretty much all you need to know. That's all anyone is talking about with this series, and rightfully so. These are two of the premier offensive players in our league. Connor McDavid considered one of, if not the best player in the league, one of, if not the best players in the world, and Nathan McKinnon certainly in that conversation as well. Um, I feel like a guy that maybe has been overlooked this season just with how talented this Colorado roster is, but these playoffs have reminded the entire hockey world how incredibly talented 
Nathan McKinnon is. And that's even hard for me to say as a Stars podcaster and Stars fan. But even just watching him play these past two series has been nothing short of incredible. And this is kind of the opposite of the Eastern Conference Final Series. Both of these teams have a lot of offensive firepower, but the goaltending is very hit or miss with Darcy Kemper for the Avs and Mike Smith for the Oilers. You never really know what you're going to get with those guys on a nightly basis, whereas when you put Shesterkin or Vasilevsky between the pipes, you pretty much know what you're going to get, which is an outstanding goaltending performance from those guys. And another former Dallas star, Andrew Cogliano, a member of the Colorado Avalanche, another guy that was on that 2020 Stanley Cup Finals team, for the Dallas Stars, looking to make it back to the Stanley Cup Finals for the second time in three seasons. But I, th I think I'm personally more excited for this series, of course, for the appeal of McDavid versus McKinnon. Um, but of course, some other really exciting players to watch as well, whether it's Dreisaitl, you know, and you I mean you could just go on and on down the list with Colorado Avalanche. I mean, Nazem Kadri having his career year and, you know, bouncing back at the Blues, going them after their fans were just unbelievably cruel um, and unnecessarily just awful to him on social media again but even outside of that Nazem Kadri just having a fantastic season Landeskog, Makar, uh, Rantanen it, the list just goes on and on uh, Lettinen who they got uh, or Lekkanen excuse me who they got from the Montreal Canadiens at the trade deadline I mean this just seems to be Colorado's year I think they win this series I don't really have too many biases um, in this series because it's hard to cheer for the Oilers because then it's like, well, of course you're cheering for them. You're cheering for Connor McDavid, the best player in the world. That's easy. Uh, you know, not really taking anyone's side in this series. I just hope for a seven-game series. I hope every game is entertaining. I hope that we see some beautiful goals scored from several different guys on these rosters. Going to be a fun conference finals, and it's bittersweet because it's exciting to watch these series unfold, but also it means the hockey season is coming to an end so we have to enjoy it while we still have it but that's going to do it for today's episode of locked on stars thank you guys so much again for making us your first listen of the day now make your second listen of the day the locked on nhl podcast from first round matchups to each stanley cup kiss locked on nhl covers the playoffs like no other hear the latest news and opinions from local experts every monday through friday it's free and available wherever you get your podcast at be sure to subscribe to and follow our show, the Locked on Stars podcast, wherever you get your podcast at, whether that's on YouTube or your favorite podcasting platform. You can also find me on Twitter at Dane double underscore Lewis. You can also find our show as well at Locked on Stars. But thank you guys so much again for tuning in today. We will see you back here tomorrow.